Michiana's first, best, and only show dedicated to craft beer and drinking music. Cool brews, hot tunes. This is music to my beers. Music to my beers on Real Rock 103.9, The Bear. Good morning and welcome to Music to My Beers. How, how are you doing, Warren? Um, I'm doing all right, man. Oh my! I am man. done buying beer for the year. Uh, we have Black Friday. The Bourbon County is out and it's gone. So, just like that, grand opening, grand closing on a Black Friday. Oh my goodness! How how have you held up like over the weekend? Like as far as like the get-togethers, the drinking, hanging out with cousins, um, or, we went, uh, family members. On Friday night, we went to the uh, the zoo lights at the Potawatomi Zoo. Oh, and um, yeah, I'm hanging out with nieces and nephews a lot this weekend. Okay. So. I, <laughs> I wasn't really tying one on. Scaled back a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I was a responsible adult who was cherishing time with family. <laughs> As I should have been. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to talk more about that. We actually have some pretty big beer news to talk about this week. Some things that broke earlier this week we'll talk about right before Thanksgiving that happened. So um, we have a lot to talk about. And we're going to follow the last chapter in Zach Miller's sobriety. Oh, boy. Uh, this is the last music to my beers you're going to be sober for. The last Sunday of your uh, month-long experiment. Do you feel any different? I, I do. I feel, How was Thanksgiving? I um, it was good. I there were some drinks around me, like with my in laws and stuff. They didn't they didn't give up uh, alcohol. Uh, my wife gave it up, so that was a little easier. I at least had. Her. Well, she has had a cocktail, my, so it really doesn't count. I know. She was in my accountability uh, corner a little bit, but no, I feel great, and um, I've I've abstained for the entire month, and I'm going to abstain for the next couple of days, and then when December third rolls around. I'm going to actually open up something, something special. All right. So you're not going to go jump right back into it on the first? No. Oh, no I'm, I'm proud of you, man. That's a, very, that's a very non-degen behavior. Yeah, I know. And and, and if you are just joining the show and you're just hearing about this conversation, uh, oh, Zach, Zach doesn't, uh, he didn't do it because he has a problem. He just wanted to get his mind right. It's not because he was on the struggle bus or he was court ordered. Well, and I feel like, you know, my, my liver's going to take a, a beating this December with all like the company parties and other like extravagant i mean you and i both have two weeks off at the end of this month that yeah, we're like buddy. gonna be you know knocking back a few I'm on a sp- nightly basis yeah i'm gonna spend one of those weeks drinking my way across the up dude yeah. really yeah i'm pretty excited my wife and i plan a, a week-long getaway between christmas and new year's but i haven't been oh the last time i was i was in the up was when i uh when I moved down here, that was the, wow, so it's, it's like been a long time. Yeah, so. and it's funny because um, I used to live in Sault Ste. Marie, and the beer the beer scene up there. When I was living up there back in 2010, there wasn't really one. It was you know long necks in a bottle or in a bucket wherever you went, Coors Light, Bud Light, Miller Light, and some of the bars that I used to hang out at have closed and since reopened as craft beer spots. Oh, yeah. So I'm excited to go up there. I think there's, there's even a local brewery up there, so I'm excited to go up there and, and be around it, but also see like how the scene has reached the far reaches of you know the upper peninsula in michigan that's gonna be a, a really great time so you're gonna take a week going across the entire uh, yeah. stretch we're just gonna hang out on the east side of the up for a while and cool. uh yeah do, do a little friends cas- no no just my wife and i we're gonna shut our phones off and just be Sweet. out there and yeah go to the casino hit up some some hot spots basically eat and drink and i'm looking forward to getting my hands on some upper hand i know that it's now available statewide in michigan but i want to go up there and, and have it from the source yeah go go straight to the teat which larry bell started that and opened it up yes is he still remaining operation uh, over of that as far as i know yeah we had the news on here at the show a couple of weeks ago that bells and kalamazoo is sold to a much larger company as Larry gets ready to enjoy his retirement. But we're actually going to talk about another local brewer that sold out here in just a minute, uh, Devil's Trumpet. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's announced that they're uh, they're shutting it down. The, the brew pub's going to close. They're selling out to a local meadery. Whoa. 
And I didn't know that. Yeah, they're still going to make beer, but they're going to do it just for for distribution only. You're not going to be able to go and enjoy a pint there at the uh, the brew pub anymore. Oh, and I, it, it's I've been out there a couple of times, and it's fun. And uh, we've had Chris Beerson on from Devil's Trumpet a, a handful of times, and I, mm-hmm. he, he's one of those beer celebrities I always run into at tasting events. <laughs> the last time I saw him was at the uh, the Hops and Coasters event. But um, yeah, they're going to close the brew pub, sell all that stuff in that location to a meadery, and they're going to go to a distribution only model. They're going to continue to churn out Night Goat and uh, My Ghetto and some of the other ones that they've kind of been known for over the year. But it always had a vibe of like a. Three Floyds Jr. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, business park, small location. Yeah. You know, a very industrial feel to it. So, uh, so yeah, that sucks. But, I mean, I guess you got to be happy for the guy that owned Devil's Trumpet because he... he Good for him. Yeah. Selling all that stuff. And I, I often wonder if and that's going to be a new trend. It wasn't because businesses were... Business was bad. He said, typically, no. yeah, he's like, I get involved in ventures for about a decade and I move on to something else. So, it sounds oh. like... He Do you just, know what he's moving on to? No. Oh, must must okay. be something great because I think owning a, a pretty successful craft brewery would be just about tops. But um, one thing Zach and I have learned during the course of the show is that if you are a local brewer and you uh, and you are in the business of making and selling beer, it's a lot of work. Oh, yeah. A lot of work. A lot of nights, a lot of holidays, a lot of early mornings if you're brewing. So, um, you know, we do have respect for anybody who chooses to get into it. But at the same time, totally, it's not for us. No. Well, and we even found that out this summer as we had some of the Brewer series. So if you missed any of that, you can go back and check them out in podcast form. But those guys, they are working their tails off and to keep up with the demand, too, because I feel like only like over the last couple of like maybe five years, craft beer has been growing, growing, growing. And to keep up with the demand, you got to make all the beer and make sure you have the hops and, and all your ingredients and stuff. Yeah, and as long as we're talking about some some local or regional news, at least, uh, Burnham Brewing also announced this week they're going to be moving downtown. I saw uh, that. Downtown Michigan City. That new concept with the skateboarder and everything out yeah. there. Yeah. It looked kind of cool. Yeah. I'd be down for that. So we've got Road one, trip. Yeah, we've got one brew pub closing and one moving to a bigger, better, more easily accessible <laughs> location. So... <laughs> Um, I feel like that you know this shows nothing if we don't at least kind of tip people off this sort of stuff's going on. <laughs> so a lot hey, of it's just this oh, weekend, yeah, a lot of it's just Zach and I recapping what we drank this week. <laughs> so uh, you know we we do need to serve the community and, and put the news out when we come across it. So one of my favorite things that we do here each and every episode, it's like our longest standing benchmark that we've had on the show and feature. It is the B movie. B movie. And now, a thinly veiled reason to talk about more alcohol. Let's take our beers to the movie with music to my beers, B-Movie. So basically what you do is you take a movie and you give it a rating. One beer being the absolute best movie you've ever seen. Like, Godfather's up there. Goodfellas. Uh, Twelve being an absolute movie drain pour. Um, What got a raspberry this past year? (laughs) I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm out of my element um, with that. But we thought, new Ghostbusters Afterlife. Have you seen Afterlife? I have not, and I'm dying, to, I'm dying to see it. Um, I'm a huge fan of the original Ghostbusters, but we thought we'd take it in a different direction, and we're going to do the uh, Ghostbusters 2. Oh, the, what was it, 1990 sequel to the uh, giant original? I uh, Yes. The year, I don't know. But I just remember that there was a baby involved, and Sigourney Weaver and Bill Murray's character were now together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dana and Venkman got together and had a baby. Okay. And then the baby was being the like, baby gets The baby gets yeah taken by the uh, the ghost spirit that lives in the the painting at the museum. Is there a possession of the baby or something like that? Mm, or no? No, but he does take the... Because the baby like walks out on the ledge. Oh, So I guess, yeah, yeah there is a, a kind of a possession. But the, well, there's that weirdo, too, that's like keeping an eye on the baby. He's kind of like... Yeah. Igor. Yeah, yeah. And he, he wound up later uh, in Ally McBeal. Really? Yeah, that little that little short guy. I have no idea. Um, I'll let you go first on this one. Um, I here I am looking for um, 
what I had. Jeez. It's hard for Zach to think about beer at a time like this when he's been sober for the entire month of November. Honestly, I know. To go back and f- try to find Untitled Art. Um, what are, Do you like their Ecto Cooler Seltzers? Yes, that's what I was looking for. And I should have checked into it, but I don't know where it is. But it's it's the Ecto Cooler version of their hard, of seltzer. Their hard seltzer. It tastes, to my knowledge and my memory, Ecto Cooler hasn't been around for like the last... I don't know, they they 14 actually years. They just released it uh, a limited edition run of it for the Ghostbusters movie that came out. But you, didn't you have to enter in something to like win a pack of that? It wasn't just like free for all for anybody to get. I don't remember. Uh, it's it was too bad because I saw that they they brought it back and I was like, oh, I'm finally gonna get my hands on Ecto Cooler. I can do a side by side tasting because the the this Ecto Cooler version that Untitled Art has is like in my mind like spot on and it even has that cool green color to it it's like a fluorescent neon green that uh pops out yeah you gave me a can of that it is it's really good but i don't want to go back and taste ecto cooler anymore because i i have a pretty good hunch it's not as tasty as i remember it being from my childhood you think it was just the nostalgia factor ghostbusters yeah. the animated series was out we yeah, all wanted you, ecto cooler and you got to have it after you know half of an aso soccer game you have your orange <laughs> wedge and your ecto cooler to fuel up um, I'm going to go ahead and give this mm, it's tough because I loved the original I was a massive fan when I was a kid and I remember being terrified at that opening scene with the librarian where she's like shh and then you know that ghost Bill Murray go, your Dan Aykroyd goes and bothers her anyhow but uh, the second one I didn't like as much until I got older now I watch the I watch the second one and I enjoy it just as much as the first because it's it's the same cast. It's that's mm-hmm. you're you're looking at some comedic geniuses there with Harold Ramis and uh, and Bill Murray and everybody else, and um, I I really like this beer. So I want to give it a beer that I really really enjoy. And I've been mowing through some of my old KBSs this week. Just to and like, what do you think? Well, well, wait. What's the oldest one that you've had this week? I had a 2019 okay. uh, ill-advised late night on Tuesday. Oh and, boy! <laughs> hey, but it was it was great, man. It still holds holds strong with all the coffee and the uh, and the cocoa. It's not as good as it is fresh, but it's still it's a fun sipper. And and I've got so many to go through that I'm like I'm taking our words from last week's show where you're like <laughs> we need to lower the bar for. Uh, special occasion so I'm just at it's a random weekday having a KBS but I'm gonna give it a one four pack of KBS because the, both these movies take me back to my childhood and I saw the remake they did with the all-female cast a couple of years ago I thought it was pretty good yeah not bad the thing that that made it less magical is when you're a kid seeing the Ghostbusters special effects like the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man that was you you'd never seen anything like that before Slimer the, I mean this incredible ghost you're like oh this is nuts but now you get that kind of special effect. Like people are doing that on YouTube videos. Yeah. So that kind of magic is lost. It was the same deal with Terminator 2. When they came uh-huh. out, like we had never seen anything like T-1000 and when it, when it came out in theaters. And and now it, it's, it's pretty commonplace to see that those kind of graphics or special effects are better. But uh, I, I do want to check out Afterlife. I like the way how they continue the story. They got mm-hmm. Annie Potts and everybody else who's still alive back in it. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to give it one four-pack of KBS. Ghostbusters 2. It it got a bad rap because it'll never hold a candle to the original. A lot of people say, but it's still a fun watch. Okay, okay. It, so we it, both give it four packs. I yeah, think. yeah. Okay. Solid. Yeah, a good four pack for that. There we go. And I think we're supposed to say, go see Ghostbusters Afterlife in theaters, in theaters now. <laughs> for a <better> time <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> before it hits streaming. And we are pretty much everywhere when it comes to uh, the interwebs. From the grandmaster of them all, Facebook. Would you think that they're they're the biggest? I've Social heard, media network. I've heard people starting to refer to it on their radio shows as their meta. 
Oh, oh, Meta, Meta, right. right I'm right. not going to make that jump. I think Facebook's, uh, that's what it's all going to be for me. follow us on the Meta, the Meta Facebook group. Yeah, on our Meta page. But uh, yeah, you can find <laughs> us on Facebook. And we even have a super secret Facebook group. So like the Music of My Beers page, ask to enter the, the hallowed halls mm-hmm. of the private group. And you can uh, join in. And basically, it's just us sharing what we got, where we found it. Yeah. You know, Bourbon County Hall from Friday, if you got it. And uh, you can even set up trades with some people. Did you see Jake's Hall from his, I think it was his mother-in-law dropped it off just before Thanksgiving. Yeah, that's oh, a hell of a porch oh, bomb. He's like, my mother-in-law dropped this off my front porch, and I thought, geez, man, that's there's like <laughs> that's three insane. three or four four-packs of two-hearted in there. There's like loads of Truly and Seltzers, and I, that's, I was like, that's like $80, $100, $200 worth of beer right there. Nice. So we're going to have a good Thanksgiving weekend. I, I will have to check it out and ask him how things are going yeah on that post and you can also uh follow the show on uh, on the instagram at just search music to my beers on your social media of choice we're on twitter as well and uh we like to we like to have a good time here on the internet oh, yeah. and then yep. zach also podcasts the show if you love the beer show but you hate the music you'll love the podcast i love that plug <laughs> it's it's just the chit chat maybe we talk about something and you can't remember it and uh maybe zach just wants to go back and listen to shows where he was drinking and remember how much fun it was man i get so thirsty during this show especially it really makes a couple more days bud i'll have to tell you about uh going to a beer tasting event where i didn't drink a single beer at the beer tasting event you're the one guy who bought the dd ticket i'm the one guy who bought uh, the dd ticket but sitting around a table of like six other dudes who were drinking beer in front of me and they're just having a good old time boo i'm like that's why did i do this again at, at, well, at some point during this month, like once you get to the halfway point, you're like, well, now I got to complete it. Yeah. If you were going to tap out, I think you would have done it the last, like the first couple of days of the month, but you didn't. You held strong and no. uh, got to finish strong. Yeah. This is the last show for a while. You won't be able to have a beer. So when we crest the top of the hour here in a minute and split one, um, you'll be missing out again. So. Oh, yeah. When we bring out the staff picks, what you can find on the shelves at your local bottle shop, things that were. We would either highly suggest drinking or maybe like steering clear from. Is that that a yeah. pretty accurate assessment of this pick six? Do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? Um, I'll go first. Okay. And uh, one of them I'm going to throw in is a beer that I, I only had just one of. I got to uh, sample it last week with some friends. Was the uh, the R2 Rare DOS aged over two years from Cycle. Oh, that sounds delicious. Yeah, and it was um, just a huge classic it's it's like everything classic you want about a bourbon barrel aged stout. It's got that big, huge, boozy upfront nose, that big, like that roasty, rich kind of caramel finish with a little bit of chocolate in in the in the, the end. Oh, it tasted man. almost like a real high end KBS. Yeah, to kind of put it into. But I got I got it from Ernie, and I've had it in my basement for about a year. But I had some friends over, and I remember. Oh, I remember. Down. I remember what we said on the show last week. I'm like, special occasions, man. This is one. Oh, yeah, I had, Hanging out with some buds. Had a couple of friends over. The next one I'm going to throw in is a beer that I haven't had yet, but I'm excited to try, is the 14er uh, variety of Bourbon County's propri- or proprietor. Let me spit this out. <laughs> I hate how long the name is. Goose Island Bourbon County 14er Stout. It's, oh, a, the, it's a variant that... Uh, Everyone will say that of the of the Proprietor's Day releases, that 2014 was like this legendary beer. And everybody looks back on that one. And everybody's, right? yeah, everybody favorite. compares every year to that because oh. 2015 is when the, um, 
was when the in mass infection hit and they had to oh, cancel prop right. day. But 16, 17, 18, and I've had them all, but I've never had 14. But the 14-year variant this year for Bourbon County is supposed to be the exact recipe they used for the 2014 Bourbon County prop day. You know, I think that's kind of unfair, though, for everybody to look back on 2014 because don't they change up the recipe and it's a different yeah. variant every single year? So, like, this uh, this past one, that thank you, by the way, for hooking me up with a prop. I am a regular uh, humanitarian. You are a, a real Philanthropist, yes. <laughs> So um, you hooked me up with that one, and it looks like it's like the strawberry eclair ice cream. Stick, yeah, but like the previous year was like um, br- banana bread or something like that. I'm just pulling that off. Yeah, there the, was a there was one that was very much like banana bread. There or was a, bananas foster. Yeah, like that. that was it. Okay. And uh, and how it works is somebody different in the brewery every year comes up with a recipe that becomes proprietors uh, oh, from Bourbon County. So that's how they do it. Yeah, it changes. But apparently, I mean, 2014. I got a conversations over the summer about prop because we opened up a bottle of 2018, I think, and. I'm not kidding. Dude said that, hey, 2014 is the goat. And I've, I've never had it, but now I've got a bottle of it. And I'm, I am going to save that for some point over the Christmas holiday. I am going to drink it, and I'm not going to wait. Oh, yeah, because I can't wait. I'm, I'm curious as to what you, uh, what you think of it. And the last one I'm going to throw in is uh, it's an old favorite. It's my favorite beer of all time. But for some reason, I've never had it in a 24-ounce can before. But I got it just in Bell's Two Hearted. Yeah. That I, I went to the store. I'm like, you know what, man? Instead of buying like a 12 pack, I'm going to buy a ton of these 24 ounce <laughs> cans. Hey, perfect. It's the, the only thing better than a pint of Two Hearted is two twenty four, like two 12 ounce. That's Two Hearted. Amazing, too. Yeah. It and it also, so good. and it fills up the beer fridge nice, which I also like. Your turn. All right. So I was just up north this past weekend, and uh, I absolutely love the Petoskey area. A lot of, like, really good breweries up there, you know, for the the town size that it is. I mean, they're they're way smaller, but um, Beards is one that just constantly is putting out really good stuff. But I I, I really like their breakfast. It's a brown ale that they release. It's kind of got that, like, chocolatey, malty, maybe a hint of the smoke. Um, Early in my craft beer drinking, I hated brown ales, but that's something that I've gotten taste for the older you get there's just something uh, about the the malt during this time of the year mm-hmm. that tastes a lot better like during the summer months as i'm sitting by the pool and stuff that's the last thing from my mind is like drinking something that like yeah and you remember the remember the thick. smell of the first craft brewery you, you went into where they brewed there oh yeah to me that the brown ale always has that smell of that that first when you walk the first you're craft right. brewery you've ever been into you're like <sighs> i didn't even think about that yeah i didn't I, that that's a, a really good way to to describe a brown ale if you're just getting into brown ales um definitely definitely try it and then go visit a craft brewery and then you'll you'll get the feel for it next one that i'm going to add in is is one that it kind of compares to gumball head and i had i did not have a gumball head uh the last weekend but the guys that i was with they were all drinking around the table and some guy had brought gumball head and i'm like man i forgot how good that beer is it's just a a good classic wheat beer yeah it's a wheat beer but it has like the hops to Mm -hmm. the max in it but instead of that one i'm going to actually add in a little something something ale from Lagunitas because I like the price point of Lagunitas and they kind of do that same thing where you've got a really good wheat ale but then they add Well something something strong as hell too. Oh yeah it's 7.5% so um, good night and good luck if you're going to drink that one and then last but not least um, I was going to throw in Surly Surly Furious. Oh, yeah. Because when you could find it, you know, Surly was a relatively new beer that um, we got in this area from the Minnesota area, um, like Minneapolis and whatnot. So if you find Surly, pick it up. But if hey, you, if you find you, Fur- Furious, the last the Axe Man. The last couple of days of your sobriety here, has the, the first beer you're going to try changed at all? 
I I think it has like uh, originally I was like man I'm just craving something crispy and I am I do like every once in a while I'll open up a Budweiser Zero just for like that beer taste yeah it's, it's so good um, but I think now I'm actually gonna go down into the cellar and I'm gonna look for something that I can open up on December third and like have that be the beer that I open up it'd be the first beer that I open um, for you know the 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 kick the kick back into it basically i'm excited for know. you it almost makes me want to go sober for a month just so i can have that first beer experience oh yeah maybe i'll be one of those january clean up my act guys those yeah, new year's yeah. resolutionaries dry january go for yeah, it yeah it never works i, I always I wake up on new, i'll do it with you you always wake up on new year's day and you're like oh a little hair of the dog wouldn't hurt <laughs> but um and i mentioned this a little bit ago in the show that uh there was a list that was somewhat controversial that came out dun, dun, dun. it was being shared on the local Facebook beer groups. tea alert and i was i was curious about this because i started looking over the list and it's supposedly the best beers in your state and when you look at it it's got i i really should pull up the list um because i i I don't know. I, I agree with. I learned it. a lot a long time ago when I was like just a kid in college. Rolling Stone came out with their list of like the 100 most influential or greatest guitar players of all time, and I remember almost being mad enough to write an email. I'm like, this is insanity. <laughs> and since then, I realized that lists are only done to do one thing: stir the pot. Stir the pot. Yeah, because inevitably your favorite and everything subjective isn't going to be on the list. So I know before Zach even opens this document that I'm going to hate this beer list. All right, you ready for this? This is BreweryStars.com, the Indiana top breweries uh, in our state. Based on these meta ratings out of 5.0, Gugman House or Gugman Haas Brewing Company is number one. That's at the top of the list. Uh, Gugman? Gugman? Am I even pronouncing it right? Gugman House? Gugman House. It's obviously German, but it sits down in Indy, and it clocked in, I mean, as far as the brewery stars go, 4.22. Then you've got a Magic Manic Mead, Misbehaving Meads. This is the first brewery that I've actually heard of on here. Yeah, we've heard of Misbehaving Meads. Uh, 450 North comes in at number four. Bare Hands, local favorite, show favorite of ours, uh, comes in at number five. So I don't totally disagree with any of this, but six is Deviate, seven's Windmill, eighth is 18th Street, ninth is uh, Three Floyds, and tenth is Viking Artisan Ales. But I'm like looking at the list and I'm like, how did they get that? I would have put like three, no offense to anybody else who made this list, but Three Floyds probably tops the list for me in the state. I think. Yeah, but I don't think I don't think you can put three Floyds in the same classification as as local craft brewers anymore because they're not local craft brewers anymore. That's like saying that Founders is the best brewery in Grand Rapids. I mean, okay, it's it's been around the longest of all of them, but I wouldn't put them against like you know Harmony Hall or no. <laughs> or um, uh, the, what's the Belgian uh, one up there? Uh, Perrin, yeah, or oh, the, okay. the, yeah, the one downtown that makes all the farmhouse sales. The, yeah. the name escapes me right now, but. I don't think I'd put them in the same cat. Like, I wouldn't put bare hands against three Floyds. That's no. apples and oranges. I mean, we kind of have in the past, though, for our, our March Madness, which has been okay. Yeah. But but I see what you're saying. Whereas, like, you're going with the best local craft beers in the state. You know, I, I would put a lot of the breweries in this area up against each other because they're, they're considered local. Do you do under, like, uh, 10,000 barrels? Or do you do under, like, 
I'm just making up numbers right now. I don't even know. I'm like, I was going to say, I'm like, I don't really know exactly how many uh, barrels, thousand barrels in a year. No, but I mean, but every I like that a lot of a lot of the craft breweries have like their their kind of thing, like they're mm-hmm. known for. So I mean, yeah. if you're in the mood for bare hands offerings, and you might be in, interested and headed over to the U, you know, uh, mm-hmm. the month later because you want different styles or types of beer, and that's what's always fun about craft breweries. Meteries don't ever rank high on the list. I've only been to one or two my uh, in my drinking career. And I man, I could take or leave Mead. Yeah, I think here. I think they do amazing things with the uh, with the flavor. Like our mm. our we have we've got a Mead friend, uh, Joe, who's going to be on the show in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, we need to do our need for Mead show. A need for Mead show. <laughs> but it, the I I like that it, it it takes an incredible amount of raw materials to make Mead. That's why it's so expensive. Mm-hmm. And I think the very first guest we ever had on the show was Peter Wild from the Black Dragon Meadery up in uh, Benton Harbor. Oh, that's right. You know, two hundred and fifty years ago. So Ooh. it. I, I get it, I understand it, but it's just it's not my favorite. You know, like I wouldn't sit out. I don't I don't understand the occasion other than maybe like dessert that I would sit out and have a glass of mead or like I wouldn't have mead and go rake the lawn or like, you know, mead with a good book. I just eh. You wouldn't have a whole like a uh, gallon of mead like to hold in your hand as you're like some viking on a ship. We went to the Superstition Meadery down in uh Arizona. That's one of the bigger meaderies out on that end of the country and man, it was wild what they do. Like if it's a chocolate covered cherry mead, it's going to taste like that, but wow. after the entire What do they flight, serve it in though? I'm little tiny snifters with oh, just very okay. small pores but at the end of the flight i thought that's interesting but it just it doesn't do anything i'm not like thirsty for another mead you know yeah whereas yeah. like you have an ipa like we're having this alesmith and it gets me in the mood for more so yeah oh yeah and now i'm kind of i'm i'm really jealous that you brought that one i'm gonna have to pick that one up we will uh, share that list to the music to my beers facebook group and you can peruse it yourself and just be as upset as we are all right okay we got some fun things last to sober news to. notes bro and it has been a uh it's been a, it's it's been a good uh, couple of weeks with you. I appreciate you bringing some others in to share the the beer with you to split one. Yeah, one thanks to team. Liz and Rocky and Darcy and Jason. It was uh, it was fun to have some guests in. And this month flew by too. So you know, it's like hard to believe that here we are at the end of it. We've had a lot of big pickups throughout the the month from the Three Floyds Dark Lord beer. You picked some prop up from Chicago. Yep, we had the Black Friday release of Bourbon County. We've got the Bear Hand stuff coming up next month, right? It, it, absolutely looking forward to that and looking forward to celebrating um one year anniversary for our buddy brandon at niles brewing company up there so maybe he could swing um, in next week that sounds good we should do that we should have him swing in for it's almost uh, like we planned shows. it i know right hmm. <laughs> um and then also i guess spots are filling up fast have you you've heard of the breweries reserve society right don't you have a brother-in-law that's in that society where they can only get the breweries beers at that location it's like a mug club, but it's more of like you come and you pick up the beers. He was a member of uh, of one of those societies out at some brewery. I can't remember San. Di- it was the brewery in San Diego. Like yeah, the, like the brewery. Yeah. yeah, spots are filling up fast for that. So if I mean, if you want to be that person that travels out to San Diego every so often, he was. He said he was dropping about seven hundred bucks a year on on oh, brewery yeah. only releases. Wow. Wow. If, if you really want to try some some of their offerings, you can just go to the citywide over here on Grape. They've got stashed in the back in the back room. They've got a ton okay. of stuff from the brewery. <laughs> um, so that that's available. Uh, we talked about Niles Brewing Company, Bare Hands. Their party's happening in a couple of weeks. What I can drink again, and um, yeah, I'm proud of you, buddy. I'm 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 proud of myself too. I got I got through it. And so. you can you can bring the split one next week. I will. Oh, I totally will. Cheers to Zach. Cheers. Cheers. Drink it in. Drink it in. Music to my beers on 1039 The Bear. 
podcast by Federated Media. Mm-hmm.